The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up? Welcome in to In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The week one Football edition is here. Very excited to spend three hours with you, myself and Scott Bogman, as we break down week one. We talk about what happened on the Thursday night game. And just overall, we just go through all the madness that is fantasy football and football because it is here. But that guy right over there. No, not that one. The the other over the next guy. That guy. That's Scott Bogman. Hi, Bogman. Hey. Hi. Hey, what's going on? I was wondering, could we make this a three hour show about Ozark? I would be. I haven't uh, finished it, so no. Oh man, it's really crazy when Wendy launches an atomic bomb at the cartel. Oh, okay, that's that's good. I actually, <laughs> sadly enough, I went through. It's just like dating. I had that initial excitement over. Not that I'm not excited, by the way, but that initial like overload the first couple days. You know what I mean? You get into the episodes a whole bunch, and then you get to like six, and I stopped at six, and I've been so busy. I haven't been able to go back, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to tell you something here. This is a very important conversation. Bogman, you don't, you're not married or have a, a female in your life, but you can understand this. You know, Maybe you have this with your cats, but it's a problem. I'm hanging up now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what I'm saying is one of the worst mistakes you can make is commit a show uh, that is yeah. your guys' show. It's the dumbest thing I've ever agreed to in my life and I'm married it's the dumbest thing ever because I like shows I love to watch shows and I watch a lot of shows and I go through stuff with my wife where I'm like oh this show is amazing you know I'm telling her about sharper uh sharp objects or um sharper image sharper (laughs) that too there's some great uh little tech in there little robots (laughs) and stuff um or um what's the succession if I can say that right. Six session. Yep. Six session. Six, six Sanchez sense. session. Those two shows. And I'm like, you'd really like those. And she's like, yeah, I would. We should watch those together. And I'm like, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know why you don't want to watch shows with me. I'm like, no, no. I love to watch shows with you. The problem is, is we don't watch the shows. Not that we're, you know, not that we're uh, 18 year olds. You guys, you guys sit in front of the television and uh, you guys are both like playing a game on your phone. Yeah, like the children don't go to bed till like 9.45 or 10. And then it's like, all right, should we watch an episode? And should we like, 
yeah, I'm not sure if I can get one in. I'm kind of tired. And I'm like, all right, let's just not do it. And then like See, four days pass. And all I want to do is because then I'm up is I want to get the laptop, put it on my stomach, radiate my organs, and I want to watch an episode <laughs> of Ozark. Well, let, let me ask you this. Like, and maybe this is, you know, I don't have kids, but uh, how against the law is it to put sleeping pills in like their uh, their food at the end of the night? So now they're out at six instead of nine forty five and you can watch the last five episodes of Ozark or whatever you have left. Well, I mean, you, you could do that. I'm not going to do I that. mean, you know, you don't have to give them a whole sleeping pill. You cut it in half. Give each each one of them half. That should be good for them. Right. <laughs> it. It's not a dog with allergies where you're like, hey, hey, kids, I got <laughs> this. I'd be, yeah, eat that whole piece of cheese. Eat the whole piece of cheese. Don't, uh, don't spit it. Ah, you spit the melatonin. You spit it out. Get it. Get it put the cheese. Put in a piece of bread. Well, give it back to them. No. I, I could tell you pretty much any show that you're going to be watching was way more entertaining than that Thursday night game. Like the last five minutes was Fast and Furious. I wish. But- I had spent my time terrible. watching Ozark. So big suggestion to all of our listeners do not commit to watching a show with your better half or anybody. Keep it to yourself. Be selfish because then all will be right in the world because you will finish it on your own. I would have been done with Ozark before you, Bugs. I'd have been done. Probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know the whole thing, so I don't know what's going on. Attempt later today to try to finish it up because nothing's happened on Sunday because Sunday night football is going down. Thursday night went down. Let's talk about that here in a second. But I do want to remind everybody, go check us out, inthisleague.com. That's where uh, Bogman and I house all of our wonderful shows. And when I say all of our shows, boy, do I mean it. Because we have got a bunch of them. Baseball, basketball, both are in session. Football, of course. We do the uh, Fantasy Black Book over on Fantrax. Bogman does an IDP show. We got the college football over here. I got some prospects over here. We are... All in on the fantasy football, baseball, basketball, the fantasy world. And we've got tons of content for you. We'll try to make you laugh. We'll try to entertain you. Get them all at InThisLeague.com. And come have the most fun over at Patreon.com slash ITLArmy. We'd love to have you guys over there. Tons and tons of perks. And uh, I promise you, you won't regret it. At least on the short term. Can't can't make any (laughs) long-term promises. I don't know you. But uh, on the short term, you'll absolutely love it. So... Thursday, and one of those perks, by the way, is Bogman does Thursday night with Bogman because the Thursday night games are usually horrible. And we thought yeah, the, maybe the, the matchup might be nice. Good, though. The, it's like supposed the, the to be. The first one is usually solid. I mean, if you remember last year, Alex Smith threw for four touchdowns. Kareem Hunt was running like all Al over Bundy the place. threw four touchdowns in a single game. It was amazing. <laughs> Um, but that's one of the things we do. So Bogman will live stream during the game, answer questions, do games, all that type of stuff. And the first game of the NFL season delayed weather. Delayed. Oh. When I saw that, like, what did you do on the stream, by the way? Cause I called you during it. Cause you were, you guys were delayed like an hour. Yeah, I was, uh, to be honest, uh, we were just talking about whatever came up. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the guys were asking about maybe setting their lineups or whatever. Which guy did you go with here? Which guy did you go with there? Uh, we did a little predictions about what the stat lines would look like. Oh, and any they, dumb ones? Let, let get, let's out somebody. Who had a really no, bad no. one? No, no. I mean, I think the, uh, the well, they were all horrible except for Julio. Julio was the only good player in that game. So everybody else else's line looked Horrific. Yeah. I mean, so no okay. one threw for a touchdown in this game. Yeah, it was it was an interesting game. So, first game of the season, it starts an hour late, and there's many many things that we learned right off the bat. First off, Doug Peterson doesn't care about what 
any information you might possibly have about the running backs, it's going to go to Darren Sproles. We also learned none of us have any idea what a catch is. Julio Jones will not be targeted in the red zone. And overall, this is just they're both kind of a mess. And the the Eagles are going to be a little bit of a mess probably without Carson Wentz. So there's so much to unpack here. Let's start with Julio Jones, first and foremost of anything. A, he was awesome. He was awesome in the game, 10 catches, 169 yards, a classic Julio Jones game. But when I say it, I mean it because the guy was taken out. I don't know if it's 100% true, but it seemed like he was taken out on every single red zone movement. He was out of the game, and he was not involved in the red zone whatsoever. Why? Why can't we have your best player in the red zone? Well, a little bit of it was forcing it to him. You know, like they like, well, first of all, oh, so he can't be tempted. So it's like they're like, oh, I got to I can't have Instagram because there's beautiful things on there and I might get <laughs> tempted. So I better delete all what, tempta- uh, beautiful temptation. Things are you talking about there? The Welsh. I, I mean, if you would like me to list down, uh, I'll tell you, sometimes I, I it can be a problem. A new one. I think we did this last week. I'd like a new one maybe that I haven't heard of yet. I'll tell I will tell you. It's a bit of a problem when you're trying to live your life and you open up Instagram for a minute and you're like, oh, well, I guess that's how I'm going to feel today. We're going to do this. We're not going to just have normal (laughs) things. We're just going to have this. I don't have a new one for you, by the way. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Barstool Smoke Shows. They might give you some new ones. Oh, Nicolette Shea. You follow... uh uh, yeah, I know. I know of Nicolette Shea. Oh, I'm yeah. just making sure. From other uh, other things, so yeah. not Instagram. Yeah, okay. um, I'm just making sure. But, um, but that first drive, that first drive that the Falcons did, yeah. and they went for it on fourth down, uh, it made just no sense to me. Why, why would you go for that? You're on national TV. You've been delayed an hour. Uh, the, the champs are opening up at home, just unveiled their new banner. Like the crowd wants to get into it. Well, they want to kill, but they also wanted to kill the crowd with that. Y- yeah. Yeah. But it, it's too risky right there. How about you bring know? your best player? How about bring Julio Jones in maybe on third and fourth down? Maybe yeah, even as to, a, they went he, to Devonte Freeman, like all four times hey, on that, maybe even as a distraction. You know what I mean? Like, get him out. Spread it out a little bit. Are they going to want If if Here's the deal. If you put Julio Jones out on the corner and you want to bunch up, if you get single coverage, force the damn ball to Julio Jones. If they well, they double, did. They but, just, he kept, uh, you know, it was out of bounds or whatever. I mean, it's just do it every Matt time. Ryan did not look good. It's so. obnoxious. It's super obnoxious that we're going to go through this. In a PPR format, Julio Jones is just going to be a beast, and we're not going to have to worry about it. We do have a deep worry with these touchdown things. Like, is he just going to have to score 30-plus touchdowns? As well, I don't officially know what a catch is. That catch that he had, what was it, a 40-yard gain that he went down to the ground and, and brought it the whole way? When, I mean, I, the announcer is going and just being like, well, guys, this is, you know, we may not know what a catch is, but this is a catch. But this and is a they, catch, And then right. they come out, and they're like, not a catch. Well, like, and and the uh, I think it was Terry McCauley was the referee they had they have on staff now doing all that stuff and uh, he he said yeah I don't think this uh, Austin Hooper one is a catch the first one that got challenged and then they came back and they're like yeah no that's gonna stand that's a catch and then they they were doing the Julio one and he's like yeah no no, no that's definitely gonna be a catch I mean I don't know how you couldn't have it be a catch and they're like nope stands so. They just really don't want to overturn the call on the field. They also I guess, just is. don't know what's going on. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I was watching this thing. It was, um, I think it was a part of NFL film. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it was a. It was in some version of NFL films had some role in this. But what it was, it was a Facebook 
like series that was following the 49ers. I think they did a little bit of a of like a, their own little hard knocks thing. Now let me ask you, did they follow uh, Jimmy G with Kiara Mia on that date? No, it was around uh, one. It was one player, but it was a different player. And what it was, it was it was following Richard Sherman. And I think it had more. I think it was more about a player profile this one than it was like the entire 49ers. But the reason I'm talking about this is. Richard Sherman, it was uh, the preseason game where he was playing his first one, and he gets in, he's talking to the refs, blah, 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 and then there was a play where, uh, I don't know who the defender was, hits the guy, tackles a great tackle, and they call uh, for leading with a helmet, and Richard Sherman, for about four minutes, the, the rest of the video is screaming at the ref saying what are we supposed to do what are we supposed to do and they're like you can't lead with a helmet they said but the 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 offensive guy dropped his helmet so he was initiating the contact and the ref's like no no he wasn't moving forward he didn't and Richard Sherman's like yes he is why is this happening da, 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 da. and he is freaking out trying to you know really find out what are we supposed to do it's always against the defense and the refs are like yeah it's probably always going to go against the defense like, you're just going to have to deal with it and I thought it was I was actually really intrigued by it. If anyone can go find it, it was like a player profile on Richard Sherman. It's only 10 minutes long, but if you want to skip, go to like the the five-minute mark, and you just get this weird insight as Richard Sherman is very like succinctly asking, like, what are we supposed to do? Even in the rule book, if they drop their helmet and move forward in initiation, it's that's not the defender's fault. Like it was just, It was really, really fascinating, but it just kind of showed more than anything, like, I don't. I don't know. Anyone knows what's going on. I feel just like everyone was thrown on the job, and it's like, all right, we'll figure this out as we go. Not the best well, time to try to figure it out. Well, they have this targeting thing now, you know, which is it's a lot like what they're doing in college, where if you get uh, if you get called for targeting, you're done. You're out of the game. That's it. So, uh, and, and that is like if you're aiming for a head or something like that, or if you lead with your head and uh, make contact with. Uh, another player's head. It's something along those lines. The NFL is going to need to go to like laser tag, dude. They're going to just have to have <laughs> sensors. And it's like, all right, if you hit three sensors, you're down because like right. you can't hit. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what it catches. This has been a complaint uh, among, you know, all, all kinds of purists and everything about uh, the game getting soft and all that type of stuff. But it's just, this is the type of stuff to combat CTE. I mean, at some point you're going to get a crossover, right? You're going to get a crossover of, where it's just not football anymore and you get people quit watching. It's not because of, you know, people want to blame Anthem stuff or Nike stuff or whatever it is. Well, that's just not the case. It's just that the game has changed absolutely just, like, so much. You want people talking about the NFL, but you don't want them destroyed. Every, half of everything I saw was talking about how the referees were destroying the game. How, well, how much of the game did you get to sit down and watch? Oh, I saw, I watched about uh, I don't know two and a half quarters. Two and a half quarters. It was it was probably from uh, I listened to the first half Most on the radio. I've ever seen in a game. Yeah, it, I, I think it was. It, it was. Uh, I think there were there were well over twenty five penalties in that game, and the average last year was about thirteen. Because uh, I looked it up. Because I had enough time because there were so many flags and so many lightning delays that I had time to go look up the penalties because Those we were kind of talking were paying, about it. though, baby. <laughs> uh, it, we, you know, we were talking about it, and um, it, it was, it's just absolutely ridiculous the, the way that the flags were coming out. There was a flag on every single play, and it was – and then, you know, there would be First play of the some, game. <laughs> First play of the game, yeah. they threw a flag. 
it, and and it would be it would be to the point where uh you know it, dude I, I just like call the game the same for both sides it's like okay well you're not calling a play on this clear pass interference but you're calling a flag on some weird holding where a guy barely grabbed a jersey or something like that and look i get it like you have to you know you have to call what you see and all that stuff sometimes calls are just going to be missed but if you're going to be throwing the hanky out that much for clear pass interference maybe you should also throw it dude can you imagine getting like 10 flags in a game of madden do you remember like (laughs) i used to like because i want realism i would like push up the penalties a little bit in there and i can't get five flags in a 12 minute per quarter madden game yet i can get 12 in a real it just I mean, not that, that I guess there's any correlation to it, but it's like, what, who's the NFL pretending to be? Like, they're Madden games. It's nothing, it's nothing <laughs> like the real game. You're gonna- well, we also haven't played the most updated Madden. Maybe they've updated it for realism, where there's going to be 18 or 19 flags oh, in a, a game. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good I saw one where it was like a guy got... Uh, uh, I don't remember who the defender or the offensive lineman was, but they got flagged for like tripping. And then the, uh, one of the announcers was just, I think it was Collinsworth or something was like, man, I haven't seen that call in a while. And I was like, really? You sure? Because I called everything else. I'm pretty sure you've seen that call. <laughs> how many, by the way, how many uh, times did you see the meme today where it was, uh, oh, flips on Thursday night football, sees Chris Collinsworth saying, here's a guy turn away to anything else. Yeah. I, mean, I saw that every single time. We got time. something in our heart for Chris Collinsworth. He uh, helped uh, he helped create the name in this league by That's his banter. That's because I would I would keep complaining about why would why does he say in this league huh. so much? Like what other league are is he talking about? Oh, you can't yeah, you can't uh tackle like that in this league. Well, guess oh, what? You could tackle like that in the other league? Okay. In this league, we'll be back. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back for the other in this league. On the other side of this break, so don't go anywhere. We're coming back at you. Here's a guy that likes to take breaks. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. In this league. Oh, I remember. I love it. In this league. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Get that season ticket to Fantasy Glory now with that 2018 Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Football package. It's not just a draft guide, and and big reason here for you to understand that is because if drafts are over, it doesn't matter. Because guess what? It's a full season package that takes you from that draft day to championship week. Features in-depth analysis from some of your favorite FNTSY sports radio experts. So go to rotoexperts.com, use a code WINNER, get 10% off on the exclusive Edge package, and get that mantle set your championship trophy you can you can have your teams drafted it's all good just go get that discount and uh, get full season coverage baby let's do it let's Let's do it go i like a full package (laughs) i bet you do what was the choice by the way of food as uh one of the glorious things of thursday night with bogman (laughs) and we sit down and we watch the very first nfl game of the season that's all dandy what was the very first food of choice for the nfl season 
So uh, our guy Braun, Jason Braun, uh, one of my favorites, of course, uh, threw me a couple shekels and said, hey, Thursday Night Football Uber Eats is on me. So hey. I, I let uh, I let him choose. I gave him some options. Oh, and he said, wow. Well, OK, hold on. Hold on. Don't tell me who. Tell me what the options you gave were. Uh, we had some Chinese food, some pizza, some Indian food, some Mexican food. Um, what else was in there? A uh, burger, a uh, Five Guys burgers and fries. So just every form of food. Yeah, pretty much. Ah. It's like I was like, uh, because he has sometimes seen what I'm eating and going, oh, man, I'm super jealous. So I, oh, I let man. him pick. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so, so my choice, off since I get to choose from everything that is made of food, since those were the choices... Food, glorious food. You know what? I here here would have been the good one: ribs and mac and cheese. Just real good artery clogger. I, I'm never gonna. Okay, so there there is like a decent barbecue place, but usually I'm not going to get ribs because if I want ribs, my mom makes really good ribs. I'll just you know I'll this buy the free. ribs and bring them over to her. Yeah, it's free, but uh, yeah, he's also in Texas, so. You know, he he also knows barbecue is better in Texas, so we so didn't you, go. Do you with feel ribs. judged? You you, are you are you worried your ribs will be judged? No, I mean to be honest, I I don't care about judgment. Are you kidding me? I eat a Chipotle half the time. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't fear judgment. I just it's not something I'm going to do because if I want ribs, I will buy the rack of ribs, take them over to mom's house. Mom will make. Them. I grossly so, feel like because you, I do have a family. I, okay, my oh, mom is, is my family. Okay, so. I feel like you you took the worst option and you went I Indian didn't food. I did take the option. He okay, picked, then if he picked Indian food, I he did not. Okay, good. He picked Mexican food. So uh, I had Ajo Al's. I usually get uh, the pollo con queso, but I switched it up this time and I went Mexican pizza. So that's it. It's, well, it's it's gigantic, dude. I still have it in my fridge. So I didn't realize how big it was. It was it's not like a Taco Bell Mexican pizza where it's you know a little three inch Those round. Those are pretty thing. fire, though. Those are yeah. pretty good. I mean, I'm not gonna look. I'm not like I said. We're in the judgment free zone here. So whatever you're eating, you're eating. I, it's it's not up to me. So um, I go hey, with the standards, by the way, it's, dude. It's bigger than a medium pizza. I go with the cheese and bean burrito. With the whatever cheese sauce on the top, little sour cream, and then I gotta have the pintos and cheese with some rice, and and then if I have Mexican food, I'm obligated to drink margaritas. So that's a problem. Oh, okay. it, but I mean, there's a lot of Mexican food out in Arizona, dude. How, how much are you drinking? Is your liver okay? That's not not when you go to 11 a.m. <laughs> and you order a burrito and margaritas. So. <laughs> Where, and which Taco Bell is serving these margaritas? Not That's Taco Bell. I went. To, I actually went to uh, a little Arribas. These chains, these ah, Arizona chains out I'm here. I'm surprised. Arriba is pretty. Speaking of fire, I mean, they make stuff with Hatch chili. And uh, I mean, that stuff will give me some problems. And you do not like the heat. So you just I have know. to like, you just have to beg them to not put a Hatch chili in any of your food. Yep. I say no, no spices. And you go there on uh, that's uh, afternoon date. Uh, when you have to get away from your family with your wife, it's like, hey, well, let's be adults. And then it's like, let's go eat Mexican food and then go to bed. That's what ends up happening. So, all right. So there you go. So you had Mexican food. And, yeah. Well, uh, I just, well, real quick, it's shredded chicken. Okay. With, uh, it's got cheddar cheese on top. It's got like a, 
a hard quesadilla bottom. Love that. Like, is it the like super crispy flat? Yes. yes. But see, that's not that's not enough of a meal. It's not cracker though. It's quesadilla. Oh, okay. I I was thinking cracker. No, no, no. It's not cracker. It's quesadilla. So, uh, so, and they put a little bit of like oil on the bottom of it. So it's got a little give too, but not enough to be like soggy. So you had shredded chicken in it. It's shredded chicken, cheddar cheese, guacamole with, uh, it's got onions and tomatoes and a little bit of jalapenos. You asked for no tomatoes. Uh, I did ask for no, I'm not a tomato guy. So you don't like, you weirdly, you don't like the consistency in your mouth. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. So, no uh, diced tomatoes usually don't bother me that much. So if they forget it when I get that, not a big deal. Yeah. So, but sliced tomatoes, we can't. Afraid of eating bananas? You got to chop your bananas up. You don't like nope. phallic objects? No, no, I phallic. I whatever. I don't care. So, uh, but the um, <laughs> doesn't make it. You judge me. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but it's the uh, so I Long think I've, slimy things. Well, I've told the story before. Was the last time uh, I'm like it. Sliced tomatoes to me used to be like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not a fan, but okay. Well, I <laughs> I had this girlfriend in high school, and we were going to see a concert, and I go to pick her up, and I just watched the movie Hannibal. Do you remember the movie Hannibal? I remember the movie Hannibal. Okay. So, and her grandmother had made us BLTs, and I'm like the guy that's like, I don't want to be rude, so I'm going to eat this. Like for the and road? I, you, well, just like before we left. Oh, okay. And like, so, here's, some, uh, here's some road BLTs for you. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. So, uh, and then I'm eating it and I can't get that part out of my, you know, out of my head where Ray Liotta eats his own brain and I'm eating these, these tomatoes. So now I have like this weird correlation. So I no sliced tomatoes, diced tomatoes don't bother me that much. I have never heard that story. Really? Never heard that story. Yeah, you have. You don't remember Ray Ray Liotta eating fake brains. Maybe you'd had Mexican food that day. Maybe. And you'd add too many margaritas or something. But I've definitely told that story. I told it on a secret show. Uh, 100%. That's, that's a margarita issue. So <laughs> let's get to it now that we've got that out of the way. And um, you can join up with Bogman and maybe pick his uh, food of choice next time. Maybe something heavy garlicky. Youngberg. Youngberg is already – we're already up. We're paid up for week two. Oh, so. wow. Something Port with black Tullos. olives. <laughs> Nothing with black olives. I'm going to Portillo's. I'm going to get an Italian beef and probably a chili cheese dog. And please, God, help me remember to take my heartburn pill oh, before I go. Oh, good. A little Miller Lite? Uh, yeah, maybe some Miller Lights. Are, are you going to PayPal me? I'll drink Miller Lights. I, you I PayPal will me? No, I'm not going to. Okay. No, I'm going to pay you to drink. Pay me oh. to drink. I get paid to drink when we do secret shows, when we do when we do uh, Christmas I, I shows. So, pal. I think I got paid to drink. I think I was a big payoff on that one. The yeah, last well, we no, did. no. You paid off. I, I was physically paid to chug uh, the peanut butter beer followed by a jalapeno beer and almost throw up. You were the payoff. I got paid. <laughs> you were the payoff because you cried and threw up. Yes. Did yeah. both those things. Bogman yep. is fire. So... Falcons game. Looking at the stats real quick, we talked about Julio Jones. Matt Ryan, forgettable game, 251, no touchdowns and a pick. Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman were both kind of no-goes. Tevin Coleman did get that late touchdown. Devontae Freeman had the opportunity early, did not uh, was not able to do anything with it. Zero Calvin Ridley from the Falcons side. It was really just Julio Jones and nobody else. Burn me. Yeah. On the Eagles. I probably shouldn't have done it, but I had nothing else. So. Yeah. On the Eagles side, Foles was absolute trash. 
Uh, JHI, though, ended up being the big surprise because that was the other thing the internet blew up about. Everyone laughing their ass off and just dancing on graves about how JHI wasn't around in the first half. And then lo and behold, 15 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns, had a two-point conversion as well. Corey Clement, not much of a role. The surprising role of uh, Darren Sproles. And then just quickly going through, Zach Ertz, why he didn't uh, catch more balls was very frustrating. He was targeted 10 times, only caught five of them, dropped some really easy ones that pissed me off. Nelson Aguilar with the incredible eight catches 33 yards on 10 so targets. Sad. Sproles had, per. It's so sad. Sproles had a couple catches, and Dallas Goddard actually had a couple targets. One in the red zone, could not haul it in. So it was just a lot of ineffectiveness. The only studs out of this game were really Ajayi and, and, uh, and Julio Jones, but a lot of question marks. It, it was an obvious downer. Zach Ertz is one of those guys like, I'd love to go find some rube who's just like, oh, Zach Ertz, what a disappointment. I could go snatch him up for cheaper right now. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great idea. And I think people, you know, we tend to forget, like Atlanta's got a really good defense. Philly has a really good defense. This over probably was a little bit ridiculous because offenses are usually a touch behind right now. Uh and it, we didn't see any of those big uh, breakout plays or anything. I mean, Julio had a couple of uh, big receptions, but you know, Corey Clement had one long run. Otherwise, he would have had like four yards. So, th- I mean, this game just overall was ugly. Yeah, uh, it was it's ugly a dumb game. Through. Well, and Nelson Aguilar, like, what what do you make of Nelson Aguilar? Where everyone was like, he's Paul's favorite target. He's dude. the new Jarvis Landry, and there was a bit of that. I'm not worried about the 33-yard thing. That just happened to be whatever it was. He was trash and standard, but PPR, I mean, he he was able to salvage something over 11 points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that was uh, <laughs> the 33 yards. It was just so sad, you know. They, they tackled the catch very well, Atlanta did, and he was kind of like, you know what he was? He was kind of like how most young quarterbacks will go towards the tight end as the safety blanket. Like he was the safety blanket. It was okay, uh, three yards, nobody's open. And he's standing right there. I'll throw it right to Full, him. I mean, pass. Foles had wanted no part of Ertz early in the game. Then Ertz later on became the safety net, and then he just couldn't hold him in. Do you think Aguilar? Do you think this is a sticking thing? Like, w- like we're going to talk about Carson Wentz here in a minute because that guy's out till pretty much October. And you've got Alshon Jeffrey that's going to miss two games. The bigger question, like this was just an ineffective game. Let's take it for what it is on both sides of it. I wouldn't be reading too, too much into anything. There was a lot of ineffective uh, stuff that went down. Foles, 19 completions, but only 117 yards. They just could not move the ball. But what I wonder is... Is this something that's going to hold through? Is Nelson Aguilar the next Jarvis Landry? Or is it going to be like what the Eagles kind of always seem to be? It's going to be a week-by-week basis where it's still going to be weeks of Jeffrey, weeks of Earth, some weeks of Aguilar. Like, I wonder if the inflated catches right now are something you can capitalize on. Like, the 33 yards don't help in a trade, but could someone get nuts like this is going to be the next dude? Would you be looking to acquire or would you be looking to trade away? If somebody, I would be looking to trade away. If if that's the case, if someone is valuing Nelson Aguilar at Jarvis Landry type well, value, I'm not, I'm I mean, not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying like it, if well, someone I mean, says he's a low they, end they, one, 
even if they give him a boost because of the eight catches, I think I would want to trade him away because at some point Dallas Goddard's going to get involved. At some point, Zach Ertz is going to be target in the first half. And at some point, Alshon Jeffrey is going to come back to this team. So I don't see this eight catches for 33 yards repeating ever again this season. This might be his high catch total for the year. Jay Ajayi and Elson Aguilar had the same average yards per play. <laughs> like Ajayi <laughs> had average 4.1 yards per rush and Aguilar averaged 4.1 yards per catch. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a sad average for a wide receiver. So, I mean, someone calling him Jarvis Landry, that's that's your typical week one overreaction bullcrap. Well, I don't I, I mean, I don't think it was meant to be like, take it. He's the new Jarvis Landry. It was just trying to show he's looking like Jarvis Landry out there. Well, yeah, but he's well, he's oh. catching he's catching a bunch of balls and not getting a ton of yards. He's doing the the Julian Edelman type of thing. Eight catches for 80 yards, that type of thing. That's what Aguilar was doing. He didn't I didn't particularly look explosive, but he was just there for the ball at all points. Yeah, I mean he he had some nice catches too. I mean, and he caught some 50-50 balls as well. So, do you, do you believe in Jay Ajayi? Jay Ajayi, Doug yes. Peterson after the game came out and said uh, Ajayi was still nursing that injury. We wanted to kind of, you know, play it safe a little bit. We wanted to get him into the flow and they did that in the second half. And he looked clearly like the best running back on that roster without question. And they say moving forward, they want him to be the workhorse. So all the naysayers were pointing and laughing in the first half and all the Ajayi truthers, they uh, <laughs> kind of got the last laugh at the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. I was a little panicky Me in the too. first half. I had him when started. He had, <laughs> when he had like three carries, mainly because this is something that Joe and I have been kind of arguing back and forth on uh, a little bit on the black book. So uh, I, I was a little tiny bit panicky, but I was like, okay, well, I know like this week, like this game, like the first half might have been, I got to be honest with you, dude. The first half of that game, might be the ugliest first half of a Thursday night football game that we see. And that is saying something. Like, I mean, I'm I mean telling the you, Jets week, and the Browns are playing each other this year. <laughs> the Cl- Cleveland and uh, or Cincinnati and Baltimore are playing next week. And that might be the first worst half that we see. Isn't it was week one ugly. always kind of dirty? I mean, last year it was dirty in a different way. The defense just wasn't there and Alex Smith was ripping apart and all that, ripping in a Terran, ripping in a Terran. And this time it was just incredibly ineffective offenses. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. There's usually something that's behind. But uh, it it was so bad, and I just didn't know, like, why wasn't... To be honest, the thing that I pull away from this game is I'm a little bit worried about Corey Clement because they went with Darren Sproles so early. And because you'd think if they want to mix in or they don't want to push JGI early... Corey Clement's going to be the guy. And Darren Sproles was out there for the, like the first two or three series. I mean, I w- when I saw Dar- I mean, Darren Sproles got the very first touch on the Eagles' yeah. side for the game. And, you know, it was funny. They did some like poll with a bunch of players, uh, the Eagles players early on, of like, who do you think the biggest breakout's going to be? And there were like three players that were named. And Corey Clement, I think, was like the top guy that was named. If everyone <laughs> thought he was going to have a big breakout year. So the team has kind of thought it. I have all the shares of Corey Clement and it's it's one of this is one of those like um it's just one of those weird spots where it was like Jarek McKinnon I had one share of Jarek McKinnon in a league but I had Alfred Morris everywhere McKinnon going down didn't make me feel good like I don't know how I feel about this because I have one share of Ajayi in a league but I've got Corey Clement everywhere 
Clement had a 21-yard rush, and he was five for 26. So his other his other four rushes were four rushes for five yards. Longest run of the game, too. Devontae Freeman banged up, but looks like he's going to be okay. I mean, okay injury-wise. I'm not sure about uh, scheme-wise. I hate, by the way, I don't know if I hate it, actually. No, I hate it. I hate the series <laughs> where the guys go by series. You know, and you know, like, this is the Devontae Freeman series. This is the Tevin Coleman series. That is super annoying, and that's what the Falcons do. Yeah, but I think that, uh, I, you know, Freeman was way more effective when he was in there. He averaged six yards a carry, Tevin Coleman, 2.1. I know Tevin Coleman got the score, and he had the big catch. But other than that, he was not nearly as effective as Devontae Freeman. No, not So at I'm all. not panicking about Devontae Freeman yet. Unless the injury it winds up being worse than we thought. All so. right. Well, what we got going on, we're going to talk about some of the major injuries, maybe a few affected from this game and a few coming up for this week. We are going to be setting some DFS lineups in hour two. We're going to do a DraftKings and we're going to do a FanDuel. How you like us now? Then we are going to do a full breakdown of the entire week one slate. We're going to talk about the overs, the unders, the players and everything. So don't you go anywhere. It's Bog Metal Welsh and in this league. We'll be right back. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Get it! DailyRoto.com is putting more than 25000 on the line for its subscribers this NFL season, entering paid contests on FanDuel and bringing you along for the free roll. Have a chance to win big this year alongside SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein, one of the only men to have won two separate $1 million prizes each week. We're selecting lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split 50% of the profits. No profits that week? No worries. Your name will get tossed back into the hat the following week. So head over to dailyroto.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action and your share of $25,000 in action. That's dailyroto.com slash sweat. Keep I like sweat. your... I, I like your uh, your announcer guy voice. $25,000. Hey, 25. Did I get announcery? You got a little announcery. Yeah. $25,000. Gentlemen, start your engines. Oh. They'll drag you got to drag you. Just drag the word at the end and <laughs> talk louder. Try to sound like a man. I have trouble with that sometimes. Sometimes I get kind of high. <laughs> and sometimes I try to talk more like an announcer man person. We have been we have been told that our voices are annoyingly high pitched. People are so annoying. I just like <laughs> it is incredible sometimes that we are in a business the comfortability. Well, there's that. But it is incredible that we, that we chose to be in a business where it is ideal and 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 important to to have like the voice of other people around. Or really, we don't need their voice. We just need them to listen and put up numbers. Because I just people are the worst. It is hard to like people. People make it really hard to like them. 
<laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, I make it I make it hard to like I don't like me that much. I make it hard for people to like me <laughs> and I don't really like them because most of it like you said, sometimes they get all comfortable and they're like, Hey, I'm gonna tell you how much you suck because you guys tell each other how much you suck. You're not allowed to do that. Right. That's right. a bog, bog Bogman gets to tell me how much I suck. Not you. Do I though? Not really. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. So good point. Fair point. I mean, even if I did, I wouldn't do it because that's rude. I'm just not going to do that. So, oh, nice so. guy, Bogman. That's nice of you. Don't do that. Nice. Um, maybe I'll start. <laughs> okay. You're a nice guy. Um, so let's talk about this for a second because this, this is a dicey thing to talk about. We're in a weird spot here uh, because we are doing this uh, bef- without full knowledge. Uh, bef- you know, As you're hearing this, this has been done a little bit before. So we, what I'm getting at is... We don't 100% have the info that Levy on Bell. Eloquent. That was very eloquent. <laughs> what, what I, yeah, what I'm saying is this entire show is not live at this moment. That's what I'm trying to get get at. Because uh, and why it's important is because of the Lev Bell situation. So I want to talk in the form that all indications are Lev Bell is signing today or has signed today his uh, contract so he could just. Stick it to your Steelers, and he can get his $800,000, whatever it is, paycheck. Game check. Game check. Not play, though I would love it if Tomlin's like, no, no, he's going to play. He'll, he'll he'll get some downs and just you know really put him out there. Like I said, I think they should give him the uh, Antonio Callaway treatment, and he should play every down. <laughs> Maybe even defense. Put him out as a linebacker. Oh, he's a safety now. Yeah, I oh, like safety. That. I like that. little stutter step as a wide receiver runs Apparently by him. Apparently he's better than Morgan Burnett. Morgan Burnett's already been benched for the rookie. So, oh yeah, uh, what's his name? Tremaine Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. Tr- Tr- Tremaine Edmonds is the linebacker in Buffalo rookie. Those so. guys, they they all have their hands. Who's the guy that doesn't have the hand? No, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's Shaquem Griffin. Oh, okay. who's the line? He's starting. Uh, I KG know. Wright. KJ Wright is hurt. He's out this week for Seattle, so uh, he's starting. I am Shaquem. rooting for that guy. Uh, much more rootable than Lev Bell. So, level of relief. Now, obviously. If he doesn't sign it, that's more of a problem. But we are in the scope and the space that he is signing this and uh, he will be back by week two. What's your level of comfortability? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm glad he's back. Uh, I don't like this like sniping, you know, this little uh, this little sniping we have going on between, you know, the the agent and uh, look, I, I was actually kind of comfortable. And to be honest with you, I'm still kind of hoping for a trade. You know, if they can get a second or first round pick because uh, the third round is uh, compensatory, they're going to give that anyway. Uh, regardless of where he signs, they're going to get a third. So if someone wants to offer a first or a second, I might just go ahead and take that, you know, and enroll uh, with James Conner because I'm I'm fairly confident in James Conner. Now, uh, yeah, how I, disappointed I, are you that like. You're not going to get like I felt like there's a little bit not just because of the shares that we might have on him, but there's a little bit of like I kind of want to see what a half a season of James Conner looks like. Well, look at all the rookie running backs from last year and look at how good all of them were. You know, how great was Alvin Kamara picked after James Conner? You know what I mean? There were uh, tons and tons of these guys that were successful. Kareem Hunt, I believe, was either the same round or right right before or after James Conner. And talent wise, James Conner 
was up with all of those guys, if not more revered than even guys like Kareem if Hunt. If James Conner didn't have cancer, there you go. Uh, you know, he beat cancer. He would have been a first round pick. He would have been picked right where Dalvin Cook was probably. So, uh, I mean, he's he's a very, very good running back. And the further he's removed, I mean, he was training during his last couple weeks of chemo. That dude is a beast. So I, I'm very, very excited to see what he can do in a full-time starting role. Obviously, we'll see that week one and probably not after that. But uh, well, but he's yeah, still going to definitely play a role. Like that's He'll what I'm curious about. Regardless of what, of, yeah. What do you think this looks like long term now? With if you've got Lev Bell back in in week one, them wanting to see and have more of James Conner because they have to probably look more to the future. Do you see them running Lev Bell into the ground? Do you see a lower usage? And what type of concern do you think that plays overall for Lev Bell's fantasy value? If James Conner is put a little bit more in taking away some of that usage, I mean, that's what Lev Bell relies on. He relies on being out there all the time. So he's going to catch the balls. He's going to, he's going to uh, get the predominant amount of carries, if not all of them. What if they start messing around? And um, I mean, I wonder if there would even be some vitriol. If what if they took some of those goal line things away? I for mean, a guy Tomlin like is Samuels. Tomlin's vindictive. He is so, totally vindictive. I mean, he is, and I I love Tomlin, but he's absolutely vindictive. So um, I, I could see, to be honest, I could see Le'Veon Bell not playing week two either, and him just going like, you know what? He's just not up to speed. He's not in game shape. Whatever, whatever he wants to say to not start Le'Veon, I, I could see that happening for Tomlin as well. So, um, I, but I think at best when Bell is. Uh, rip roaring ready to go he's in full game shape we're using him every single week i think at best it's 75 25 so you don't think this could be uh devante freeman tevin coleman no not really i mean it would uh, bell is just too talented i mean that's why bell you know wants to make the money that he feels that he deserves i mean no usually no team is going to pay that price uh we'll see if he gets it in the off season or whatever but um i, I mean He's just too talented. He, he's like a wide receiver, too, and a running back one. And that's what he wants to get paid as. I understand, uh, you know, banking on yourself and all that stuff. I don't like – there's a lot of people that hold – a lot of Steeler fans that hold a bunch of animosity towards Le'Veon Bell. I don't really hold animosity towards him. I mean, I just he is wish, costing you one game without him, at least. Well, right. Right. Well, I mean, as far as fantasy goes. Um, yeah, but even real NFL, I don't, not just fantasy. Like, you think we're going to lose to the Browns because okay, he's not there? No, but it's not like the Browns are the Browns of last year. I don't care what team it is. It's still the NFL. Anything can happen. He is putting the Steelers in a bad spot because he's not going to yeah. be there for one game. It's not to say that they're going to lose. They'll probably still pound him into the ground. But these Browns are a lot better than before. Well, and if you lo- if you lose that game, Bogman, that is where I think you are going to feel the anger. And I've... I mean, look, I, I don't expect to lose the game, but I've told people do not pick the Pittsburgh Steelers week one in survival. Do not do it. They only won this game by three points last year. Uh, Cleveland had a, a pretty decent comeback, and this wasn't like a week 17 game, which, you know, we play Cleveland most years, week one and week 17. And week 17, it's like, yeah, sure, we can rest our starters, but everyone in Cleveland is hurt. How much uh, so, Pittsburgh... Uh, I feel like that's one of those things where, you know, like college teams will like pay, you know, to play like a big school team to get like notoriety <laughs> Did the Steelers pay the NFL to have the, the Browns in week 17. 
schedule the Browns week 17. No, I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think that's the way it works because it's not happening this year. I think it's week one and then week eight, something along those lines. But uh, I mean, Cleveland is better. They're definitely they have to be better. Look at all the players that they brought in. You know, they get a full season of Josh Gordon. They get Tyrod Taylor at quarterback instead of uh, who was it last year? I keep wanting to say uh, uh, Kaiser. Uh, Kaiser was terrible. Who? Um, Kaiser? Yeah, Kaiser, Kaiser, however you say it. Uh, everyone, when he was at Notre Dame, everyone said Kaiser. So I kind of got stuck on that. Oh. So apparently it's Deshaun Kaiser. I don't know what it is. But he's awful. Uh, in Tyrod Taylor or Baker Mayfield, doesn't matter who's in there, is better than him. And, uh, you know, they don't have, it's not Corey Coleman. Uh, catching balls for them. It's Jarvis Landry. I mean, there's a big, big difference. Antonio Callaway would have been their wide receiver one for most of the year last year. He's their wide receiver three. David Njoku in his second year. This team is much, much yeah. better. And that's what I'm saying. And Lev Bell put himself and the team in a position where they will be without him. He sees like himself. nobody. But he sees like, himself as such a valuable piece. He wants to be paid as two roles, yet he is going to be without his team and potentially cost him a win. Right. Cost himself money, too, if you guys get to the playoffs. You don't get those playoff checks. I still don't. Like, I don't hold animosity towards him because I understand banking on yourself. I'm trying and, to get you mad. Yeah, I, I know what you're trying to do to me. So, but um, I know that the, the O-line is pissed. Like, why wouldn't you communicate with, you know, you don't have to communi- communicate with management, but you could tell your teammates, like, hey, look, this is my plan. I'm not going to play week one. Uh, this is what I'm doing. Because everybody was kind of nonchalant, like, uh, nah, we're not that worried. He'll be back soon. And then when he didn't show up, when he said he would. Didn't one of the offensive linemen be like, ah, he'll be back tomorrow type of things? Uh, yeah. That, Last that's week? what. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, I believe. Uh, was it Ramon Foster or Pouncey? No, I think Pouncey said that. Uh, on like a couple days, like last week when they were talking about it, and then Labor Day came around and uh, he look. didn't show up, and and then they, you know, the linemen were pissed. I, I know three out of five of them have made a negative comment towards. How bad does he uh, get booed uh, in Pittsburgh? I'm uh, pretty bad. I bet pretty so? bad when he comes out. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you rip off one sixty-yard touchdown, or you know, you you score a game-winning touchdown, or you set up the game-winning field goal and an awesome drive. Everyone's right back to cheering you. It doesn't matter. So, uh, if, if I, you, you know, were offered right now a Lev Bell jersey or a James Conner jersey, which one would you Connor. want? Connor. Okay. So I mean, I'm not I'm not a jersey guy any anymore anyway. So, uh, but you used but, to have I mean, quite a collection. I did. Yeah. And now you I call mean, now you call people who wear jerseys losers. No, no, with no. With Joe no. Pia. Not people that wear jerseys. Uh, people that wear customized jerseys with their name on the back. Oh, those people are losers. <laughs> Do you not agree with me? I mean, I don't really care. I actually like the creative stuff where someone's well, like, if it's not is your hers. own last name, that's fine. But if it's your own last name and it's like whatever your high school number was, you're a loser. Uh, you're just you're going through a midlife crisis. Yeah, I buy a Harley. Oh, okay. It's a little cheaper to get a jersey with your effing name on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't do that either. Don't do either one of those. Why How about you, that? You're so you're you are see you are full of hate. Lev Bell is getting to you. I'm I can not feel full it. Of, he's not getting to me. I've thought this this was an opinion I held much 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 before the Le'Veon Bell holdout. Uh, I just always kind of thought. Uh, my my friend's sister. She was like, Yeah, I'm getting my my boyfriend's a huge Dolphins fan, and I'm getting him a jersey with his name. I'm like, mm, Have you already ordered mm-hmm. it? And she's like, yeah, I already ordered it. I'm like, yeah, he'll love it. 
So, because <laughs> you can't return those things, you know, they're customized. Just, so. just instead of your name, just put loser on the back of it with a number, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, to me, it's lame. I, you know, people can do what they want. You know, I like to be judgment free zone. Oh, but, yeah. But when I, I mean, at least out. When is the Lev Bell jersey burning uh, party oh, going to happen? Matt, we're not Cleveland. We're not doing that. A hundred percent doing that. No, especially if there's a Super Bowl involved this year. Then Can't they not. make the? Isn't uh, James Conner thirty six? He's thirty. Oh, okay. That's Jerome Pettis is thirty six. Remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Does he? Does he own that number? <laughs> I mean, I don't think the Steelers don't generally retire numbers. So you know, it would make Lev Bell even better if he's like, I'll only sign back if I get number thirty six, and Bell <laughs> is on it. Uh, I mean, they would be fine, uh, and Bettis would be fine with that too. So. Yeah. No, uh, Bettis doesn't know what's going on anymore. Does he have restaurants? I bet, yeah, Bettis is fine. He's doing great. Yeah, so. I, I bet he is. But he looks real healthy. <laughs> I mean, he looks way more healthy than he did playing football when he could barely get up and down his stairs. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple I, knee surgeries, dude's fine. So, one of those lift remember, chairs he, to get you up the stairs. Yeah. He he was the one dishing out the punishment to most of those linebackers. He was bigger than them. Yeah. That's a good that, point. Well, uh, the Lev Bell stuff, it's been quite a ride and just another one of the ridiculous things with the and I would love. By I mean, the are way. you taking like, OK, so you, you asked me a little bit about Le'Veon Bell, but if someone af- offered you like Barkley, would you take Barkley over Bell right now? Yeah. How about Kamara? How far down would you go? Yeah, Kamara. Take Kamara. Yeah. Losing one game is a big deal. Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah, I think any first round guy. I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey. No. Okay. So we're first uh, round guy. Da- Dalvin Cook. Mm, nah. If Leonard Fournette. That's a good one. No, I don't think so. Okay. It's all, it, I mean, again, it's one of those. It's only one game, and it goes both ways. Like, I don't want it to. I don't want to take a huge hit, but I don't think guys like Melvin Gordon and Alvin Kamara, especially Al- Alvin Kamara, was fascinating about the end of drafts. Was Alvin Kamara? I saw in multiple drafts moving into the four spot. People just saying I'm not going to deal with Ezekiel Elliott, which I I kind of think is foolish, and just saying I'm going all in on Kamara. Kamara you mean took Bell? over. Not not Elliott, right? Bell, you mean? No, I'm saying no. Bell was going. I'm saying recent, like when the Bell oh, news wow. came down okay. that you know he wasn't going to report. Bell was falling below those guys, and Bell, some places, was going to the second round. Some places was, go- was going around so 10. So Kamara was going ahead of Zeke and Bell? Yes. Yes, oh, exactly. Okay. So I don't think Kamara is a drop-down. Plus, like, I mean, take this first game. Kamara is going to beast against Tampa Bay. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about that, and we're going to talk also. Uh, I'm excited to do this. We're going to do this in the next segment. We are going to create... A fan duel and a DraftKings lineup. We can do that, and we're going to just tell it to you. Who else does that? Yeah. We're, doing we're not that. allowed to play, so nope. might as well give you our our info here. So. Also, um, we're not, we're we're idiots, so proceed with caution. I mean, I would not listen to what we say, but we'll tell you what we got. Ma- oh, maybe here's the suggestion: don't play the guys that we play. <laughs> maybe that's it they're all probably cursed yeah but we are going to construct some lineups so we're going to put those together we're going to go over that we'll go over any of the other news and notes that's looming we've got some injuries plus the big thing we're going to do it in the third hour we are going to go game by game we're going to look at the lines we're going to talk about where we think these games are going to head who the fantasy studs are going to be we're going to give you a full week one breakdown of all the games 
I am jacked up, and I'm actually going to be, I'll be doing some updates. If you happen to be hanging around, tune in uh, 1 to 4, I believe, Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It will be uh, Gabe Morrissey and Corey Parson, and I will be doing some updates. So I'll be joining those guys top and bottom of the hour, I believe, so you can tune into that if you'd like on Sunday. So don't go anywhere. It is more of In This League with Bogman and me, the Welsh. We'll see you shortly. 